Good morning, everybody. I am back on my Monday morning lives at 9am Melbourne time. I've been away for a month and uh, today is the first day back. And um, I came on live uh, just on Friday and I thought um, what a perfect um, timing to talk about planning and organising and shortcuts um, that will save you time and money because of the... Uh, the new planners are landing and um, uh, we're posting out the first lot uh, this morning. Uh, good morning, Viv and Benetta, just around the corner. So I'm just going to do my little shares in the couple of groups that I do normally, guys, just while we wait for a couple more people to come on live and... Um, and then we're going to get started with the content. A lot of people ask me, you know, what does the inside look like of these planners now? What are you having there? And so I thought it's a perfect time to actually go through um, some of the templates and things that we put in the planners and why we do them and when we actually plan and how we do it so that you guys can um, uh, model, replicate, use some of the strategies um, or all of them, whatever it is that uh, suits you. So, okay, let's do the shares in the groups. And thank you, Banana. <laughs> I'm relaxed. Um, yes, uh, work hard, play hard, uh, got to do it. Uh, when you do so many events and retreats and you're always with people, it was really nice to be away for a, a month um, in a hotter climate. And now today is make bang halfway through winter here. So only six more weeks to go. And then uh, we're, um, uh, uh, we're, we're in spring, right? And then um, today, you guys, we're off on um, uh, ultimate business support. Sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once and trying to talk, which doesn't normally work. Um, we're off to Canberra. So we are starting uh, the, hey Michelle, uh, we're starting the second half of 2019 uh, with Canberra and Sydney this week. So our flight was delayed a little bit. So we're flying out at 1.50 today, uh, all packed and ready. Oh my God, having to add now the small ones of these, the big ones of these, and then some of the 2019 that I left over, we're giving away those as bonuses when people buy the 2020. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a, uh, put it, Put it this way, we're not in the marshmallow business and all the books and all the uh, stock that we have to take across. Literally, we have six kilos of clothes and 50 kilos of books and planners in our luggages. All right, you guys, so now that we've done all the admin kind of things, share this around, let's get stuck into the content um, in terms of how to, uh, you know, I'll share with you some planning hacks and uh, shortcuts and I'm just going to go through, I guess, what I've been doing in my life and business over the last 10 years and how I have been refining it and um, changing things up, dropping things that don't work, putting things in that do work. And my whole um, uh, vision and goal for uh, starting to create these planners five years ago, so this is the fifth year that we're bringing out this planner. Uh, it has been tweaked and adjusted as we go along, um, but it was just so you, um, you know, I can actually continue doing planning exactly the way I want to because no other planner out there had all of the things that I was doing. Doing, um, in my own life and so I'll go through it I'll, I'll show you a little bit of the internals there is actually a little video um, that I did last year I'm sure I'm going to do one as well this year except I haven't gotten now organized because I've been on holidays to um, put the content and of the internals of this year's planner uh, on a landing page which is going to happen in the next um, couple of weeks but 
let's start from where I start from. Um, first thing is, um, I guess, to think about where you're at and to really figure out what are the things or the activities that you do in your life that bring you, you know, that 80% of your results, right? Um, because where I found myself um, five or six years into the business was that I was still trying to um, keep up doing absolutely everything that I was doing from the very beginning, um, from networking, from a ton of free speaking gigs, um, a lot of organic posting all over social media, and all of those things in my in the early days of business are essential so you can build a network, so you can um, uh, become more visible and share, and, and, and they remain to be... Um, uh, important, but they weren't necessarily all of those things um, bringing me 80% of my results. So every year I take stock and I go, okay, what should I stop doing and what should I start doing and what can I get rid of? So almost thinking about it at the end of every six or 12 months, probably six months when you're newer in business and every 12 months when you're a bit um, on after five years plus is to figure out you know what are the things that you know are really uh, as Stuart say, uh, says when we feel something becomes a chore then we have to stop doing it and um, and change our strategy or do something different or create something different and so before you even start planning that's the kind of thing that you're going to do a couple of years ago I dropped uh, the year-long mastermind program we used to host here at my home um, for 12 months because it it had to get me back to the house within a one day of the month that I had to be at home so I can be with the people face to face um, and that was kind of um, playing havoc on the travel schedule for the all the other things that we were doing um, then we dropped um, uh, going international um, traveling all of those long haul flights we thought you know where are the best results that we're getting and we decided it was in Melbourne uh, sorry it was in Australia not in Melbourne and we um, therefore decided that we'll just stay uh, this is our playground so therefore we'll just do two or three national tours now uh, rather than international one in saying that though next year we did decide to go back to Wrestlemania uh, with the boys like we did a couple of years ago and we will bundle it up with a tour uh, because we do have quite a few clients there as well as um, uh, uh, you know discovering new people and and, um, and of course why not uh, it's a business expense and then we're going purely for a six-hour event there for Wrestlemania anyway so the next thing once you figure out what you have um, what's working for you what's most effective and what's not by the way what do you think of my new superman t-shirt I, I, I bought myself a few in um uh in thailand um because i've got the superman shop there and I always buy all different ones over there anyway uh thank you michelle thank you so much um so uh, next thing is um and this is what i changed in the plan um um a couple of years ago uh, no, for 2019 now for 220 is the yearly overview. Okay, so here's the yearly overview as well as uh, 2021. So what I've started doing uh, is putting in two yearly overview uh, views because guess what? My 2020 is already planned out, right? It's already planned out. So let me show you guys. So this is the 2019 planner, right? So this is 2019. So this is this year. And 2020, and this is why I added it in, is because I planned so early. Here it is. 2020 is already planned out where all of the events, retreats, 
travel uh, and all that kind of stuff uh, goes in. Uh, so I um, have already done it and this is why I add in two years worth because I think you should start thinking about what you're going to do in 2020 from right now. So 18 months ahead of time. Does that change? It can change, yes. But especially if you're an events-based business, which we are, um, you need to plan well ahead of time because all of the lead-ups, all of the timings that need to lead into one thing to, or from one thing to another need to work out perfectly and so that you have enough planning and um, and all of the other things that have uh, planning time as well as you know get your bums on seats and all that kind of stuff. So 2020 for us is already planned out and that's why I put in two years worth of yearly uh, overviews so you can start working backwards uh, from, from all of that. Now, once you have, oh, by the way, you know what you put in first? on your yearly overview is your holidays, right? You put in your holidays first. So I'm sure a lot of people have a similar uh, uh, looking uh, 12 months in and out, like, you know, the kids go on school holidays in certain times of the year, um, maybe, uh, you know, escape a certain season like we did, just did for a month over in Thailand to miss the winter over here. And, um, and so for us, it's always December, January when the kids are on the long break for the summer here in Australia. Um, it's always the June period when the winter just starts here, but it's heat, heating up in Europe or somewhere where we can go where it's hot. Um, and then there's the other two school holidays, which are the March around the Easter ones and the September ones, where we can plan out some more time away. So we take about four months off, and that's what um, we put in our planner first. We just cross out those weeks, and then we work the whole business around that and all of the events and the retreats and a similar thing that's going to happen if you do end up having an events-based business similar patterns of what you do month in month out or year in year and out uh, uh, will occur so therefore it'll be easier to plan um, moving forward um, and even if you don't have an events business there will be certain patterns you know do you go to certain networking events uh, once a month at the same time you know that you can put those in because you know what they say is what that what gets scheduled gets done so that's the most important thing now in the planner towards the back there is um there is something that i encourage you to also do first i'm just going to find that page and that is your income stream goals for uh for the year so there's an example here of how to break it down but let's say for example you produced a certain result um, this year and um, and you want to do better next year so you're going to work backwards from what that figure is um, I always say well what's your dream figure or uh, you know that's realistic as well but it's still a stretch and you pop that in and then you work backwards in terms of well, what are the kind of things that you sell in your business do you sell books do you sell one-on-one -on -one consulting do you sell um workshops, retreats, all that kind of stuff. You know, how many different uh, income streams do you have? And that is also a little sign for you guys if you're doing too much, okay? So are you doing too much? Because sometimes if you have 9, 10, 15 different income streams of different things that you have on offer that you sell, maybe that's not a good thing, okay? So less is more and focusing on the things that one thing leads to another and understanding your final very clearly and having maybe five to seven things that you actually offer and are able to sell keeps it nice and simple and keeps you really, really focused because the worst thing, the enemy to success is just doing everything 
and thinking just because I'm selling 15 or 20 different products or services that I'm going to make 15 to 20 uh, times the amount of money, which is BS. Actually, focus is uh, the number one thing that's going to get you to leverage um, the shit out of your business, basically. Um, in our business, we certainly have our books and planners, and I would put that under one category. Um, because obviously there's different titles and all that kind of stuff. We've got our half-day workshops, we've got our retreats, and now we have publishing packages for people who want to purely just publish their books. So it's only like three or four uh, different things, and that's one thing will lead to another, to another, or uh, some people might fall off at one point or the other. Actually, we do have an online course, so there's five. See, books and planners, online course, so you can see how it flows. Uh, let me just explain it. So we've got our books and planners at the top, the cheap, um, um, low entry, people buy them, um, all that kind of stuff. The next step would be, say, the half-day workshop, which is $49 or $87. The next step, if really people want to solve their problem, they might choose to do it themselves through the online portal. Then the following step is, hey, um, um, I've done the online portal, now I need to publish my book, they might buy a publishing package, or, hey, I don't want no online portal, I want you to handhold me right to the end, and it's the done for you and done with you program, which is the retreat program, which is right at the bottom and it's the most expensive thing that we have. So one thing naturally um, leads to the other um, and therefore um, it, it kind of makes sense where people are on the journey uh, within your business. So do take time to do your income stream goals, break them down, how many clients does that mean? Now you can also work out how, um, how much uh, or how many X amount of things you need to sell in order to get the reach your figure, your dollar figure for your business. So often when I'm thinking about my business and I'm planning, I think about how many people I want to have helped, how many authors, how many books will I have want to have published in the next six or 12 months over what kind of money that means. Like it's good to put the dollar figure down, but if you kind of just think of people and clients and then I go and then I reverse engineer that and then I go, okay, so if I want 100 authors into my retreat, or into my business for this year, that means I pretty much need to have spoken or been in front of more than 1,000 people over the 12 months. So where am I going to find those 1,000 people? So then I'm like, I'm going, okay, so in my half-day workshop, obviously, how many of those do I need to do? Um, and uh, we project about 35 a year, which is about 30 people on average in per workshop. There's those 1,000 people. And when you know your numbers and you know your conversion rates and you know generally what is likely to happen, of course, there's ups and bumps and um, peaks and troughs uh, along the whole way, but generally everything uh, averages out and it's at the end of the year, your results show and prove year in, year out that um, that is the pattern. So that's how you can actually plan how to achieve your actual, um, you know, dollar goals and people goals and all that kind of stuff. Um, so once you've done, obviously, the income streaming uh, for the year, you've got to break it uh, right down. And at the very back of the plan, you guys, um, uh, there's also the five-year vision, and it, this explains how to uh, plan for your five. Uh, you know, you know how to set that vision because it's been said that we underestimate what we can do in a longer period of time and overestimate what we can do in a shorter period of time, right? So when I um, did the five-year vision for myself. Um, I think it was like two two years in the second year into my business. What happened was, um, you know, I came across it eighteen months later, 
Um, and this was, um, you know, still three years to go from the time I had written it because it says 2025 on this one here. And I looked at it and I, I went, oh my God, I've achieved like 90% of these things that I didn't even think would be even within reach uh, within five years. And I could not believe it, you know. So we underestimate what we can do in a longer period of time. So following the five-year vision, of course, um, it's important that you set the 12-month goals um, and then there's the quarterly goals, so your 90-day goals. So you're working backwards and it's really nice to, to write things down, to, to see them, to put sort of pen to paper. It's almost like engraving it into your subconscious mind um, and creating focus in terms of exactly you know, laser-sharp focus. I'll write them. I don't necessarily read them again. Um, uh, but the next time I'm doing next quarter goals because my planner reminds me to do my goals. So every so on the 31st of March it says, Time to do your second quarter goals. I don't know if you guys can see that. It's, uh, it's there. So the planner reminds you when it's time to do your bookkeeping uh, on about the third of the fresh new month. It's like, come on, reconcile everything, do all of that sort of stuff. When you need to do your 90-day goals, when you need to do your one-year goals, when you need to put your Christmas tree up, um, those kind of things. And every Saturday it asks you, you know, have you, um, you know, have you done something for yourself as well as every start of the month is have you got your next holiday booked <laughs> uh, to ensure that you're also taking some self-care time. And actually over the years I did add in a couple of extra things at the bottom of the days and that is if you've exercised and there's a tick box of yes or no and then if you've meditated and there's a tick box of yes or no. And my goal for all of these things is to have the uh, four of those ticked in the seven day period um, and I can tell you since making it a focus and making it kind of like um, something that I've, I've got to put uh, put and tick off in my planner, it happens and it makes me feel really bad if I haven't ticked off. Yesterday I was doing my fourth time of exercise at like 5pm because I wanted to fit it into the week and this morning I've been at my PT session so I'm on track and I'm, I want to always try to, I, I try to do it all sort of Monday, Monday to Thursday so I can be a complete like us on Friday, Saturday, Sunday because we don't work Fridays um, unless we have a retreat on but I would say 80 to 90% of Fridays we are not working uh, it's not kind of we pick up emails and that but it's not like kind of an appointment day for us yeah okay so so the big picture planning kind of can happen all in one go uh, you can do your annual planner thing you can do your five-year vision at the same time you can do your you can just spend two or three set aside two or three hours in an afternoon and just um, just have some fun, you know, fill out your personal details of the plan at the start, uh, personal information, you know, just tidy it up, organize it. Whatever you put into your annual planner, I do suggest moving it also internally into the other days, especially if it's events and things like that. Because sometimes I might, um, in the past, I may have forgotten to move stuff and then I didn't even look, um, you know, because I don't tend to look at my annual planner as much. It's more used for planning of when things happen and I'm going through the weeks uh, along the way. So every week on a Sunday or a Monday morning, I will then sit down and do um, these two things. So my week's outcomes, this week's outcomes, and my two events this two uh, week up. 
So the planner kind of keeps you nice and accountable to going out and being with people because where there are people, there are opportunities. And um, events for me, whether it's about me, my own events or networking events or being around people, it's been so important. Two events a week uh, on average to uh, continue building relationships and um, nurturing relationships and all that kind of stuff and turning up and um, and being consistent and being seen and visible and all that kind of stuff. So many people tend to hide behind their computers thinking of um, building online portals. Actually, I'm going to read you guys a little um, line. I, I had these notes from Thailand and, um, and there was one thing that um, I was going to do a whole... Um, live on uh, but it comes from a, I don't know a book that I was reading I had written others are busy I'll just read the statement others are busy building an online marketing machine uh, what my friend Angelique calls the Willy Wonka machine they build complicated marketing funnels without first getting real life experience with the right clients from which to develop their online marketing so so many people want to jump into online marketing doing these fancy uh, um, techie funnels and they get so overwhelmed and, and um, immersed in just trying to study uh, something um, something as complicated as that that they completely bypass that real life experience, which is, uh, I, I, you know, you cannot get anything better than actual people talking to people, working with them, and learning exactly what they want, and then you can create all your online kind of stuff. I'm a big believer you've got to become famous offline before you become famous online, and that's how you also build really high-quality programs by really filling in the gaps of what people um, are after, not just guessing and doing research and, um, and a few polls here and there, but actually being on the ground like you know uh, pounding the pavement and working with the people on the ground so really really important and yeah so I, I, if you've been trying and you haven't been really uh, progressing or making as much revenue in your business just get out of the house just get out of the house and this plan is going to hold you accountable because it's going to ask you what are your two events this week yeah it's full on but after a 12-month period of two events a week, which is 104, you will be pretty much... It has built lots of relationships and potential joint ventures um, with people, um, you know, around, at least around your city. Yeah, and um, and when that happens and you have a network, the famous old saying, your network is your net worth, it's bloody true. I can tell you it's so, so true. And yes, nowadays I don't go out networking as much because I've got my own events. My own events create my networking. You know, I create them, I host them, I get the people there and all that sort of stuff, and that's how I continue to do it. So the, the, the model can shift and change, but if you're fresh into it, just get out there and go to other people's events, meetups, whatever it is. So you fill out your week's outcomes, you fill out your which event, two events, and hopefully you are booking and looking for events ahead of time and putting them in your planner so that you can um, uh, you can schedule it and make it happen. Remember, live by the rule that what gets scheduled gets done. I even say to my mum uh, or anyone in my personal life, if they ask me for help, uh, help in something, can you help me do this, can you help me do that? Okay, Next, when you ask me for help, get me to open my planner up and if I put it in my planner and I've said okay on Saturday when you come over I'm going to help you do this it's not going to get forgotten anything that ends up it so that's where I've also now 
Uh, whereas uh, this is why also part of the reason I've brought out a smaller version to the bigger version, right? So the A5 to the A4 um, is uh, because I'm very protective of my time now, 10 years into my business. Um, I'm protective of my time because I know it, I exert a lot of energy and a lot of, um, I give a lot to people in terms of in events and, and the planning and all of the coordination that happens. And as we know, working with people can be challenging. Some people are easy and some people are not as easy. And that's cool. That's just all part of it. Um, but whereas in my early years, my planner was chock-a-block from, you know, task to task, this and to, to that. Um, and that's why I actually originally did bring out the A4 because I did have a lot of things to write into all of those days. But now as time goes on, I am um, very protective of what I'm going to say yes to, what I'm going to say no to. I don't jump and think everything is an opportunity. I really um, uh, think twice, uh, you know, when I'm booking meetings or coffee chats or anything like that. And that's why I've gone a downsized um, for my one that I'm going to be using. I'm going to be using the smaller one because I don't have as many things. But if you're new in business, I suggest the bigger planner because you're probably doing a whole lot more activities. And when you are going to put something in there, and when I do put it, if I go for write it down, it really is a true commitment. So the highest commitment that you guys can make is the commitment to yourselves. Okay, remember, you know, um, the the worst person you can let down is yourself. So just watch out for uh, for those kind of things. Um, uh, other things um, around, uh, you know, the kids, you know, of course, we were, you know, family time is really, really important. So also start to figure out how you can cluster activities. So are there certain days or times of the month that you do certain things that you're not stopping and starting all the time, that you're not multitasking, um, you know, that you, you come and start today with a list. Okay, at the bottom of this plan also there's your top six to-do list, right? Why six? Well, I read a little while ago in uh, a book uh, called Miracles Happen by Mary Kay, I think, um, uh, Mary Kay Ashley or something like that, um, and she talked about um, the her top six to-do list. Like she said um, that the reason she had become so successful also was because she only touched things once, right? So what, does she, what do I mean? So if paperwork comes in, if something comes in your inbox, uh, she would touch it, deal with it, or, or discard it or whatever it is if it was irrelevant. So she was always moving things along, and I've talked many, many times with you guys about inbox zero, the fact that at the end of every day, my inbox is clear, there's nothing there, there's nothing outstanding, um, I'm starting the week clean slate, there's um, all, I'm on top of everything and this top six to-do list is all about not making it too overwhelming for you but also it's not you know it doesn't make it you know super 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 easy so you can use that the, the list to pre-plan your following day so that you are already focused because imagine rocking up to your office or whatever starting the day and you go okay what should I do today <laughs> right what uh, what's on my schedule and all that kind of stuff um, and Mondays generally is a busier day than others so I like to do a little bit of work on Sunday afternoons um, you know kids are having baths all that kind of stuff is happening and yesterday I was packing for Canberra like now I'm really set to go like I just need to leave my house and all that sort of stuff it makes me feel good and really prepared 
for the week if I do an hour or two on a Sunday um, because we've had our fun over the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday morning we've chilled out and all that and I start to, uh, you know, want to get ready. So that's that's how I feel. And so it, it is really nice to start with a list because then when I sit down in the office on Monday, I'm really focused and I actually smash through the list a lot faster. I think it's overwhelming but then I go, oh, boom, boom, boom because I know what I'm doing. I don't even have to think and I don't have to remind myself and I don't have to hold anything in the top of my mind uh, in terms of what I have to do. So um, so that's kind of reverse engineering a little bit about how I plan what uh, and why I designed this planner like I have. I've designed it week per view so you can see if you're busy in the mornings, in the middle of the day, in the evenings. Actually, it does go till 11 p.m. So it starts at 7 to 11 because entrepreneurs tend to work really late um, at night sometimes. Um, See ya, see ya, Veneta. <laughs> Gotta go to work. Um, and um, and that's why I, you know, for five years it's been going strong and it works really, really well. So, guys, it's about to click over 9.30. Uh, my first Monday back, uh, Monday morning back has been awesome. If you have questions or you've watched this replay or you want to ask me anything, do um, uh, post them up. I do see them and check them and reply to all of them. I will post you guys up a link on how you can get your hands on the 2020 planners just uh, in the comment section. Um, and uh, I think we've got a few, a handful left of the 2019. So if anyone does place an order for a 2020, we will send you a 2019 so you can start using it straight away. And also this plan actually starts way earlier. It doesn't start January 1. Its first date is 25th of November. So you can start using this 25th of November and it goes all the way, I think, till end of January almost. Uh, it's like a 14-month um, worth. Let me just see. Uh, 10th, let me see. Oh, no, 10th of January. Okay, so there is about almost 14 months there. Okay, so have an awesome week. We're off to Canberra. Um, you know, to uh, to meet our new potential budding authors. Uh, we're getting ready for a retreat. Two weeks to go till the August, guys. Uh, come down to Melbourne and write their books. They're getting really well prepped. And um, I look forward to catching up with you guys next Monday. Same time, same place. Bye.